Wait, guys, guys, guys. So when it comes to soup, do you eat it or do you drink it? I don't get it. Well, it depends. Is it tomato soup or potato soup? Ah, tomato, potato. Doesn't matter. COVID's going to fuck us all. This week you got Davis, Carter, Zach. Zach's uh, quarantined yep. for the time being. Yeah, speaking of fuck COVID. Yeah, dude. Asymptomatic, baby. I knew it. I knew if I got it, I wasn't going to have it. <laughs> I got god tier. Uh, no, 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 no. It's grandma, dude. That grandma tier immune system. Yeah. 4-2. 4-2. Well, this week we're going to talk about the Great American Outdoors Act that was passed by Congress this summer and uh, talk a little bit about what, how it's funded, what all it entails for the most part. Um, Zach, do you want to... Start us off a little bit, or do you want yeah. me to? No, I'll just read what's here on the uh, – this is congress.gov website, so it just tells you just, I guess, a brief outline of the bill. Um, so it says the bill establishes the National Parks and Public Land Restoration Fund to support deferred maintenance projects on federal lands. Um, so it looks like from uh, – I'm assuming this means fiscal year 2021 – to fiscal year 2025, um, there will be deposited into the fund an amount equal to 50% of all federal revenues from the development of oil, gas, coal, or alternative or renewable energy on federal lands and waters. Um, it can exceed $1.9 billion for any fiscal year. Um, and then it just kind of bullets the uh, the areas where these deferred maintenance projects are. Um, so that's the National Park Service, the Forest Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Bureau of Land Management, and then the Bureau of Indian Education. Um, the Government Accountability Office must report on the effect of the fund in reducing the backlog of priority deferred maintenance projects for the specified agencies. So, so I was looking at um, the actual bill. Uh-huh. And- the breakdown of where the funds are going goes uh, 70% of it is going to the National Park Service. 15% of the funds for that fiscal year is going to the National Forest Service. 5% is going to the United States Fish and Wildlife Service. 5% is going to the Bureau of Land Management. And 5% is going to the Bureau of Indian Education. Hmm. Interesting. I don't I don't see how the Bureau of Indian Education falls under land management. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> sure, the Bureau of Indian Education probably needs some money, but 
Is that I mean, is it meant for more like uh, like are they basically giving the five percent to like Indian reservations so that they can like uh, no, not the uh, the reservations themselves, but like to the agencies that like help build schools and fund the schools in the reservations. Yeah, okay. it's an overarching federal bureau uh, agency for the, uh, the reservations. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be like ways they can apply for some sort of grant or something with that percentage of the money. Sure. And then some of it was to, some of the money from this fund was going to help fund the land and water conservation fund, but I never got, um, I never could find like how much this fund is going to that fund. Yeah. Um, so it, it does say on the web, this website here, um, the bill makes funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, um, but basically the president has to report to Congress the specific, uh, specific details regarding how much of that money is uh, sent to the uh, Land and Water Conservation Fund, um, and then Congress has the ability to increase or decrease that amount. So. I, it's, I guess it's all based on the president's discretion. Yeah. So, um, and this bill had bipartisan support. It was introduced mm. by Steve Daines of Montana and um, a senator from Colorado. Yeah, Cory Gardner. Yeah, Cory Gardner and Steve Daines introduced the bill. It had bipartisan co-sponsorship with like 44 Democrats and 15 Republicans being co-sponsors. Um, and then in the House and the Senate, a majority of the support came from Democrats, um, but bipartisan support nonetheless. There were a lot of Republicans that didn't vote for it because of how expensive this was going to cost. Yeah. So, like, Wyoming's three representatives, Barrasso, Enzi, and um, Cheney. Cheney, they all voted no, basically because in the pandemic, this bill is paid for brought by oil and gas and shit like that. So Sure. And that all went down during the pandemic, so they were like, okay, we just put in a huge – bill to help people get through the pandemic because this was in early june mm-hmm. when everybody was getting those twelve hundred dollar checks and they were like we can't afford this too especially with oil and gas going down like there just isn't enough money for this yeah so which totally makes sense yeah so they all voted no but, yeah i uh it makes sense. Uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording. There's only like four oil drills going in the state of Wyoming right now. Um, and uh, there's a lot that's being done to kind of revitalize that, too. Trump signed some executive orders and there's just some red tape that's being cleared for uh, drilling companies to get back to work. But um, but, yeah, it's interesting that they decide to pass this now. When Wyoming, who's one of the top producers of oil and gas, uh, especially natural gas in the country, are 
just hammered. I mean, no, there's very little production happening. Um, well, and it gets hammered a little more with uh, recent events. The acting, ma- the acting uh, department head for the Bureau of Land Management, William Penley Perry, he got removed by a federal judge saying he was acting unlawfully because he never got voted position by Congress. Yeah. Because he was in like a temporary, he was supposed to be in a temporary position for a while. And so he got removed. And so now that same court is trying to remove all the plans he had for the BLM which involved heavy oil and gas drilling and heavy energy production on federal lands. And so they want to overturn all these decisions he was putting into place, which is going to lose out more money on oil and gas, which means this fund gets less money. So the same Democrats that supported this fund are also screwing screwing this fund. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to eliminate oil and gas. It just does not make sense to me. Right. These same Democrats that say oil and gas is bad because it hurts the environment. Well, the money made from oil and gas is going to help protect the environment. Right. You know, I read something uh, recently, too. This is kind of going off topic, but it was looking at renewable resources and their impact on the environment. And this report, and I forget where it was, um, uh, but looked at, like, companies who are producing, like, renewable resources or, uh, like, you know, wind turbines and solar panels and stuff like that. And they found that their, like, production of those things was more harmful on the environment than the oil rigs and drills that we've got going. So it's like they require first, like, the materials like silicone and stuff like that. So they have to go and get those. And then just the waste that happens with those. What do you do when it's done or broken? Like, you throw it away. Like, Well, no, they, a couple of them that are being put out of service in Wyoming, they're just digging huge holes and burying them. Yeah. Which is like, that's fucking terrible for the environment. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go throw about five billion plastic bottles in a hole in the ground? That's what it, basically you're doing when you – uh. Uh, bury your wind turbine or your solar panels. And well, I mean, even before they go out of commission, you know, like right now outside of Laramie, like going towards or between Medicine Bow and Casper, mm-hmm. they're just fucking putting up a shit ton more windmills out there. And I mean, there's like constantly semis going out there and cranes. And I mean, they got to go out on all this land and construct these things and put them up. And I mean, like, for example, sage grouse is completely closed, like in the Southern part of the state, because these wind turbines that they keep putting up are like endangering them. Yeah. Because birds fly into them. And I mean, you're disrupting habitat by putting them up. So I mean, like, sure. Like wind power is a good form of renewable energy in some sense, but like you're also, you also got to consider like the, ultimate impact that you're having on the environment because really they're destroying more habitat and like ecosystems than 
they're getting power from because you have to have like a shit ton of these turbines to even power like a city like Laramie. Yeah. And then when you're talking about like, Oh, we're going to run Denver, Colorado completely off wind and solar power. Like, you know how much land you're going to have to fucking tear up to run that whole city. Yeah. Well, and then these wind turbines are so inefficient People forget you have to manufacture this shit. And so to manufacture it, you have to use oil and gas production for energy to manufacture it. Yeah. Because a single wind turbine does not produce enough energy to manufacture itself. No. Right. Yeah. Com- yeah. It's completely stupid. agree. Yeah. But like even when people are talking about like uh, putting up dams and doing like hydropower and stuff. Like, well, like, I just think ultimately in the end of all of it, you're ruining more ecosystem and habitat than what you're producing energy for. Because you have to put way more of those things in than people really think. Well, and you're. To produce enough power to, like, run anything. You're cutting a stream in half when you create a reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, Yeah. I found this article where they interviewed uh, – I don't know who this person is. She's talking about the Great American Outdoors Act and praising it. But um, So she's talking about – in regards to the national parks, because we said the national parks are getting the vast majority of this money, right? Yeah, yeah. 70%. Yeah. So she said over the last 40 years, national park uh, attendance has just jumped 50%. So the budget – has stayed pretty flat in that time. Um, so that has resulted in a $12 billion backlog of maintenance to repair roads, trails, campgrounds, monuments, fire safety, utilities, and visitor infrastructure. So this money will definitely help kind of repair that and bring these uh, national parks to their former glory. Um, and so Along with that, I was reading an actual bill. It specifies how much of the fund can be used for transportation projects and how much has to be used for projects other than transportation. And 65% of the fund that the agency gets has to be used for projects other than transportation. And Mm -hmm. that remaining 45% can be used for roads, bridges, and that kind of stuff, those transportation type of projects. But I found that interesting. They, they're putting a huge majority on, okay, we, we need to update everything other than roads first and then come back and do the roads. Right. Um, I did find a, an answer to your question, too, about the Land and Water Conservation Fund. Um, so it's $900 million a year in perpetuity for the LWCF. Um, so, I mean, I guess that helps, what does it say here? Helps the four main federal land programs, um, provides grants to state and local governments to acquire land for recreation and conservation. So they get $900 million a year, it sounds like. So... Another part of this, I was reading up on a congressman from Utah who opposed the bill and voted no, and he was worried that the money 
would be spent to acquire more federal land. It made this whole big deal that, like, we already have a quarter of the United States is federally owned, the land. Mm -hmm. And he was making a big deal that we own too much land. We can't even manage that. We don't need to be buying more land. And this is just setting it up so we can buy more land. But but I don't know why he was making such a big deal out of it, because right in the bill itself, it says this fund will not be used to acquire additional federal land. So Well, I mean, they can say that, though, and then they can go back in and, like, alter that. No, not once the president signs it. I mean, they can run that through Congress. Again yeah. And try to amend it, but. But as of right now, this bill specifically says – Well, the bill specifically says. But, like, I mean, just talking, like, in a future perspective, so, whoever the president is or whatever Congress thinks, I mean, they can alter and tweak things so that they could, like, yeah, buy land. If or, that's your problem with the bill, wouldn't you vote yes to this bill since it says you can't? And then if they try to change that later down the road, then and, you can vote no. Yeah, fine. Like, if that's yeah. your main problem with it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, from wherever this Utah representative was coming from, like, I guess I get what he was saying. Because, yeah. I mean, like, if you think about, like, back in the 1800s when we were like, oh, we'll give the Indians all these land, all this land, and we'll pay you guys however thousand dollars, however much thousand dollars monthly or whatever and it's like the month i'm getting their money and they're like oh sorry but i mean so like i feel like something like this it could be tweaked in the long run to change like they could buy more land with it well and i i guess it maybe his worry was that it giving these agencies this money it frees up the money they do already have to yeah maybe buy land i guess that might have been his problem with it but yeah yeah but, i mean they're so backlogged with projects i i just can't imagine them taking the money they're getting opening up the money they already have and then buying land like they already have so much shit they need to do i just can't see them buying more land yeah for sure yep yeah i think Going out there and fighting this, um, based on that, is just is silly. Especially when it says right in there, it's not going to be. <laughs> um, you, the money won't be used to buy new lands, and uh, I think that's something most, especially Western states, don't want to see either. Is federal the federal government buying up more of our lands? So there was a provision in there early on that didn't make the final cut that was like if land was going to be bought it needed to be um east of i think the hundredth what is it meridian sure <laughs> something like so that. like if I there is land right. bought it needs to be in the eastern part of the united states because like the west coast the western half of the united states has about 90% of federal lands. Sure. Maybe 95. Like yeah, it's a, lot. it's a lot, yeah. But that provision never made the final cut, so. Right. Um, 
I'm trying to find more like news on this, but it's so here. I have a question for you guys, or to get your opinions on. <clears throat> so, if this uh, fund is giving money to agencies to do national park renovations or like uh, get all these projects done to make like tourism experiences better and whatnot. I mean, national parks were set aside initially for, like, people to come enjoy, like, nature and its, like, natural beauty, like, unaltered, uninhabited. So do you think, like, uh, these agencies would be using money to expand their tourism profits by, like, altering the national parks to get more tourism which would ultimately like be downgrading the environment because they want more tourists there, but so like they haven't really specified what their deferred projects are. They keep saying, "Well, we're we have like 12 years of backlogged um, projects that we need to get done," but they never say what those projects are. But from the general consensus that I've got is that it's um, maintenance to buildings and roads uh trail systems yeah i don't really think um in terms of fire prevention i don't think that's part of this like going in and like clear cutting not clear cutting but like thinning out forests yeah you know taking trees here and there not taking a big group of trees but you know um Sure. Take trees here and there, clear out the undergrowth and the dead beetle kill trees. Um, yeah. I don't think that's part of this fund. I think this fund is strictly a lot of infrastructure. And if you want to include like trails yeah. and stuff like that in infrastructure, then that would that that's my guess. I don't know if you've read anything, Zach. No, but I would agree with that. I think it doesn't sound like this is for like future projects i think it's to catch up to where the parks want to be to right now and so i honestly don't think that includes you know altering the environment in any way i think you know when we talk about like roads and well first when we talk about tourism costs and you know cities like sheridan benefit from people going to yellowstone because they stay in sheridan and then they drive through you know it's this the park itself doesn't really get any money from tourists coming in you know um so uh, yeah i think you know it's just like you said davis just repairing just maintenance that has fallen way behind um in the last however many years 12 years last decade um also think back about a decade and wonder who was in office at that time um and wonder why these places got so uh out of shape and so um defunded anyway. do you want to add anything to that like about my last comment yeah no <laughs> well like enlighten us a little bit well i'm just saying the, a lot of things fell by the wayside in the last administration so and i would say it would probably be the last three administrations that outdoors bill like this hasn't been um hasn't been signed in a long long time and 
the money going to these, the National Forest Service, the Park Service, the BLM, that's been the same amount of money for like 30 years, you right. know? Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't, I mean, I do enjoy blaming Obama every now and again, but uh, it it's probably not just on him. It's been, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. So is this bill something like, is this funding that they're getting to catch up on their backlogged projects, something that'll get cut in the future? Because, I mean, like, well, they're pulling billions of dollars out to give to these national parks to catch up on maintenance. So, like, once they're, catch, they're caught up and uh, up to, like, this uh, century's standards. So this bill itself will not be cut. Like, if, you cut, if any party goes in in the next, say, the next uh, Congress term and cuts this bill completely, they're all going to get voted out of office because this is something a lot of people want. Yeah. But it's going to be cut indirectly when an administration gets in there and cuts oil, cuts gas, tries to kill coal because this bill is being purely funded by energy. Oil and And, coal, And so like 50% of offshore drilling – oil rigs, uh, coal mines, 50% of all of that revenue that the United States gets will go to this fund. Yeah. If there's no revenue coming in because the next administration kills it, then 50% of zero is zero. You do bring up a good point, though, Carter. So the bill is supposed to go until 2025, so I don't see it getting cut in that time because that's supposed to be the life of the bill. But yeah. I think something we need to keep an eye on is how effective is it when we come back a year from now? I mean, it says starting in 2021. So, I mean, we're only a couple months away from that. But still, when we come back in a few years and we are looking at this, how effective is it? How much have they used actually for what it's supposed to be used? I think that will be able to base your determination on whether or not it gets maybe uh, funded or signed again after 2025. And so I think in 2024 they were going to go and do that, go back and look at what this like money is evaluate yeah. and do a study about it. And I think they said the president had 90 days from signing this bill into office to put his first recommendations into Congress for, like, what will the fiscal year 2021 look like as far as projects and stuff like that. And so I think – that should be coming up. I think that might happen. I think 90 days comes before the election, but mm. maybe right at it. Because when was this bill signed? August? Um, that's a good question. I think it was August. Early uh, August. So sport. it should be like right August. around election time is what when Trump's deadline is to get um, his first-year projects proposals yeah. in. Yeah, so August 4th was when it was signed. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It should be right either <laughs> the day of the election or a day later. So, yep. Busy man. 
Yes, he is. If he's smart, he'd get it in like within the next week. (laughs) Yeah. So people could see, okay, he's actually this. These are his goals for like his next presidential term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be one more way he can stick the dagger in Joe Biden's back by saying, I've done more than you have in 47 years. So um, can you imagine that dude's been in political office for damn near half a century? That just that blows my mind a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Vote Trump 2020. Nice little way to make a lot of money. Hell yeah. 40 years in Congress makes you a millionaire. Get your your son to get some kickbacks too, and you even enjoy some of those profits. Hell yeah, dude. Son. We'll talk about Biden another day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, that's all I've found or got on the on this uh, uh, Great American Outdoors Act. So like. <clears throat> In terms of, like, them doing these revamps on national parks and maintenance and stuff, like, what would you guys, like, place as priority? Like, when you guys think about, like, Yellowstone or, like, Arches National Park or Zion, like, things that we have in the western part of the United States that we can, like, that we have ready access, readily readily available access to, like, what would you guys put in priority of, like, oh, they need to get this done? So, Zach, you go first. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm biased, but I would say Yellowstone needs to be priority number one. I haven't – honestly, I haven't been through Yellowstone recently. Um, but just because of its proximity to, you know, our home and the amount of people that have been in there. Actually, this, this year – Despite COVID, Yellowstone saw record numbers of people coming in there. September had one of the highest recorded attendances uh, in their history. So, is uh, is Yellowstone the most popular? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would think it's up there anyway, like within the top three. Like, I, I was thinking maybe Grand Canyon or Yosemite. Oh uh, yeah. Then yeah. Maybe. Yellowstone. Let me do a quick Google search. Yeah, while you do that, I'll just give my take on that. Uh, I would say as far as that, I haven't been to Yellowstone in a while, other than like cross-country ski there during the winter every now and again. But that's not like going into Yellowstone and seeing the infrastructure. So I would say probably a lot of the roads probably need um, worked on. Obviously, you always need road work, especially in Wyoming. Uh, a lot of the yeah. buildings and facilities that the Park Service uses are old and need updated, I would imagine, a little bit. Maybe like plumbing and stuff like that. Sure. Um, my main thing I wish the fund was used for would be fire prevention. Obviously, now, 2020, the entire half western half of the united states is on fire it would yeah. be nice to see congress pass a bill for proper forest management practices um and it makes you wonder like why they haven't done that sooner i mean yeah 
like all the fires that are going on in California and like right now what we have in Wyoming and Montana and Colorado, like it was bound to happen at some point. So like why hadn't anybody brought the attention to like forest management? They have. Well, they, the, they have like people who know proper forest management have been trying to do that for. Well, then why does no one why? in Congress give a shit about it? Cause because I mean, it's, because proper forest management is is not what tree huggers and environmentalists like because you have to cut trees, you have to build some roads in there because like even a dirt road is a natural fire line. When, yeah. When it comes to a bit, you're impacting the environment and people don't like that. So like Yellowstone, you can't do fire prevention in national parks. You can't cut a tree in a national park. You can't. It's really hard to build off roads and like there's a lot of stuff you can't do. And so that's why when national parks burn, they burn big because it's overgrowth and there's been nothing to prevent that fire from occurring. You can't go in there and take dead trees. Yeah. So you just get fuel building on fuel, building on fuel, one spark. And that's why the 1988 Yellowstone fire is the biggest in Wyoming history. It burned 1.5 million acres. Yeah. But, I mean, like you would think at this point with all the tree huggers and environmentalists that are like pro-wildlife and whatnot, like – the way that forests get overgrown now, like as soon as it catches on fire, ultimately it does more damage to like the wildlife and the surrounding area than like going in there and building a couple roads and like logging some trees out or like clearing out dead trees. That disturb <clears throat> that disturbs the wildlife less than what a fire would do to the whole park. Yeah, but you got to remember these environmentalists only believe these fires are happening because of global warming. They think these fires are only caused by global warming. Oh, the average annual air temperature increased and it sparked a tree on fire. Pretty much. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you find, Zach? Okay, so for 2019, Yellowstone was not the most visited national park. So number one was the Great Smoky Mountains, uh, which are over in uh, like Tennessee, North South Carolina area. Number two was Grand Canyon National Park. Number three was Rocky Mountain National Park. Number four was Zion National Park. Number five, Yosemite. Number six, Yellowstone. So Yellowstone had four million visitors in 2019. Um, the Grand, the Great Smokies had 12.5 million, but given their, you know, location and then population in that area, that makes sense. So um, I, I can't wait to see the 2020 numbers because, like, Yosemite, California, was shut down for a right. long time. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, so I, it'll be interesting th- this year's numbers when they come out. Yep. Um, but I still say Yellowstone should be priority number one, but I mean, given, I can't even imagine, I mean, Wyoming roads are, are not 
terrible. Like drive through Montana for an hour and you'll find they're in way worse repair. So I can only imagine what the roads through Yosemite are like and what they're like through the Great Smokies. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they I mean, should be given priority well, number one. I don't think it'll be that bad because the reason Wyoming and Montana have poor roads is because of freeze thaw. When snow falls, melts, uh, water goes into a cracks, and then you get a freeze at night, it expands the cracks, so you just get potholes everywhere and cracked roads. Right. And then the ground moving with freeze thaw, that's – in places like California, you don't have the freeze thaw, so nah. the only thing hurting the road is the number of traffic right. um, holes on it. But you can design for that. Yeah, sure. I mean – in terms of priority also in these national parks, I think it comes down to like uh, wildlife diversity and like population densities as well. Cause I mean, if you're think if you're truly like doing this to like better park maintenance and like give tourists the best experience they can have, but at the same time, like prevent like wildlife disturbances. Mm-hmm. I mean, priority boils down to, just like what the wildlife diversity is and like number of endangered species or I mean, whatever. Right. Cause if you're putting, if you're putting the animals first, then you kind of have to like put a halt on like what you're going to do in terms of getting tourists to be out and about. Sure. Sure. Well, final thoughts. Uh, this is good stuff. Trump's working for the American people. Final uh, uh, thoughts, Carter? I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I got COVID or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, draw a line. Sorry, my voice is kind of fucked right now. But uh, it's hard to draw a line between politics and like truly helping the environment i think because i mean politicians want one thing and then environmentalists want another and then like just the general population of people that actually get to go out and enjoy this kind of stuff and like use it for what it is want something else so i mean it's all kind of a toss-up about where you draw the boundary of what's right and what's wrong and I mean, funding this Outdoors Act that funds all these agencies to do good things is a great thing, but it's just kind of iffy, like, what they're going to do with it and, like, when they're going to do it and what the overall benefit and, uh, like, just what the costs are, both, like, money-wise costs, but, like, also talking environmental costs and whatnot, so... I guess I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about this stuff we'd love to hear it on our Twitter or Instagram or whatever I mean you can give us a shout out tell us what you think about the whole deal and Godspeed Zach I hope you get through your COVID quarantine thanks dude I appreciate it yeah so on Carter's part point I think this is a 
great thing if the money's used right. If it's not used right, it's pointless. Um, if energy gets cut, it's pointless. So yeah. I'm excited for like the next four years and that study to come out in 2024 just to see uh, how it was used and if it was successful. I hope it gets extended another five years you know yeah no that'd be great um yeah yeah i'm just excited to see the future uh make sure you give us a like and subscribe hit us up on social media send us questions we'll try to answer them best we can with oh. our limited knowledge <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> our college educations. <laughs> All I'm saying though is if they use this money for some stupid shit like solar panels and more windmills or wind turbines, I'm gonna be pissed. That's just the most absurd way to use that money if that's what they end up doing in a lot of places. I agree. Um, energy topic. I want to add onto that too. If you enjoyed kind of this talk about you know energy and money being spent by the government go check out uh go be wyoming uh it's another podcast dedicated to just wyoming uh news and then the just whole culture surrounding wyoming um ag land resources all that stuff zach's zach's got a full boat taking yeah. a full full semester couple podcasts he's in yeah. a band he doesn't sleep at night, and that's why COVID's kicking his ass right now. <laughs> I said I don't have any symptoms. <laughs> He's asymptomatic, remember? <laughs> well, we'll see you next time on The Rendezvous.